0: As you are all aware of, we previously spoke about the difference between kufr which is known as kufrul mutlaq and kufrul muayyan, the unrestricted kufr and the specified kufr. And we kept saying on many occasions that for us to place takfir on a particular individual and to say that this person is a kafir, there are conditions that have to be there and there are also factors that have to be absent in order for that warning to be correctly placed on the individual. And we brought evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah and also some statements of the ulama. Okay, so not only the ulama, but ulama al scholars who have reached the level of tahakik. So now the question arises, what are those conditions that you're talking about? And what are those factors that could prevent a person labeling another person kafir? The conditions insha'Allah ta'ala are four. The first of them is, The first condition is that the person, the first one is that the person has reached they have reached puberty and sanity is there as well. The reason why we say puberty and sanity together, because the yeah. child takes the ruling of an insane. Takes the ruling of an insane. Not that the child yeah. is insane, but the child yeah. doesn't know what he's doing, just like an insane person doesn't know what he's doing. So, so the first condition is that, yakuna al الْمُعَيَّنُ بَالِغًا aqilan. He has to be valid. He has to reach age of puberty, and he has to be aqil. I he has to be sane. Okay, the evidence for this condition. Each condition we're going to mention, and we're going to mention the evidence for it. Evidences have shown that a child who's very young, and a person who's lost his sanity, that they're both not going to be. They are both not going to be held account for what they say or do. Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha She said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said "Rifi'a al-qalamu an thalathatin" The pen is lifted from 3. Anil naimi hatta yastayqidh" The one who is sleeping until he wakes up. "Wa 'an as-saghir" And the young kid "Hatta yakbura" Until he re- until he ages or until he reaches age of puberty. And until the, um, um, the insane one regains his sanity. Are you, with, are you with me? Those are things that a person, if he's got, which is for instance the first one is Sigar, his child, he's a baby, then in this regard, he is not going to be held account for what he does or says. And if the individual is crazy, they are also not held account for what? What they say or do. So this hadith shows what we would call taklifi التكليف عن هؤلاء المذكورين They are not مُكَلَّفين because the قَاعِدَ the الْعُلَمَاءِ is Albulugh والعَقْلُ التكليف are you with me? Puberty and sanity are conditions of taklif. Taklif means for you to be burdened and for, for the sharia to demand something from you. So puberty is a, is a... And also sanity. Okay? If those two are not in place, the sharia doesn't demand anything from you, nor does it de- prohibit anything from you. Are you with me, brothers? <laughs> imam ibn al-Muqdir, rahimahullah, says, Ajma'a. أجمعوا على أن المجون إذا تدع في حال جنونه أنه مسلم على ما كان قبل ذلك. al المدرّي رحمه الله he brings in his al الإجماع page one hundred and twenty two that the scholars unanimously agree upon that the insane one if he apostates I mean he says a statement of a statement of apost a statement of, a post, uh, a statement of uh, kufr or he uh, does kufr, if he does it in his time of insanity, when he's insane, the shari'a, the ibn He's a Muslim. If he says, he comes with apostasy, in a state of what? جُلُون whilst he's crazy, we consider him أَنَّهُ Muslim عَلَى مَا كَانَ قَبْلَ ذَلِكَ What he was before as a Muslim is what we consider him. We won't take him out of the fold of Al-Islam. Ibn al Ibn Qudama He says in his kitab al-Mughni the 12th volume page 266 he says in ridda thala thih illa min aqil fa amma fa amma man la aql lahu kal-tifl alladhi la aql lahu wal-majmal majnun wa man zaala aqluhu bi-ighma'in aw nawm aw marad aw shurb dawa'in yubahu shurbuhu fala tasih riddahu wa la wa la hukm bi-kalami bi He says apostasy, apostasy is not labeled, um, a person is not labeled to be an apostate unless he is sane. As for the one who has no aql he has no akal, such as the child, such as the crazy one, or the one whose aqal partially goes, such as the one who's sleeping, the one who faints, or the one who's sick. They are not fully lost their akal, but they are partially lost it. So if a person, whilst he's sleeping, he goes, I am ilah," for instance. You see, he says that while he's sleeping. Or he says crazy stuff whilst he's fainted. Or whatever. All of this time, he lost his aqal, so he's not going to be held accountable for it or he takes in a medication which is permissible for him or شرب دوائن or he takes a medication it is permissible for him to drink his apostasy will not be taken him on board and there's no ruling on his wordings. his kalam is is null and void null and void Al-Imam al-Nawwee rahimahullah, he says, فَلَا تَصِحُ رِدَّةُ صَبِيٍّ وَلَا مَجْنُونٍ وَمَنِ اِرْتَدَّ ثُمَّ جُنَّ فَلَا يُقْتَلُ فِي جُنُونِهِ Pay attention. If a person, Oh, sorry. فَلَا تَصِحُ رِدَّةُ صَبِيٍّ A child's apostasy is not taken. When I mean he does something, kufr is not taken. وَلَا مَجْنُونٍ And one who is crazy, his statement of kufr is not taken. Are you there? Anyone who apostates thumma junna and then after becomes crazy. Are we all together? So a person that comes with apostasy. And then once he comes with apostasy, he becomes crazy after that. No one can kill him while he's crazy. His apostasy was before he came, became crazy, but even then he's not killed. الشرط the second condition, the second thing that makes a person, uh, sorry, the second condition that is needed if you want to place kufr on a particular individual. يقع القول أو الفعل أو المكفر من المعين على وجه القصد والاختيار It is this speech and this action which is kufr akbar. It occurs from this particular individual, out of his choice, he intended mm. to say it, or he intended to do it. So this person intended to say the speech, he intended mm. the speech. He also intended mm. the action, so it's not that anybody put him under any duress. He is not under any subjugation, no one is forcing him into do it, doing it. He's doing it with his own free will. Okay? This is a condition. If that's intact, then okay, he'll be labelled as a kafir. Based on the ayah. Allah says in the Quran, Man Kafara billahi, anyone who disbelieves in Allah, Ba'da imani after his faith, after his iman. Illa exception here. Illa man ukriha wa exception is the person who is being forced he's been forced and his heart in a, is in a state of belief his heart in a, is in a state of tranquility meaning it is an affirmation in, to, towards Iman as for the one who opens his chest towards this particular thing this person has an anger from Allah wa and it is for that person a punishment which is عَظِيمٌ which is severe. So this ayah, what does it show us? That if a person disbelieves in Allah after they have gained iman, but who's, who's an exception? The exception here is إِلَّا مَنْ Iman. This ayah came down on Ammar ibn Yasiri, the companion. Amar ibn Yasir, as you know, his mother and his father were killed in front of him. And he was also present when they were getting killed. So when you saw Abu Jahl, the way he dealt with his mother and his father, it was said Abu Jahl, he took the spear and he placed it in the private part of his mother. And she was the first woman who was ever killed for what? For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he saw all of that, and his father got killed in front of him, Abu Jahl gave him an option. He said to him, listen, if you insult Muhammad, I will let you go. You have to remember the kuffar reached a point where they knew that the Muslims would not leave Islam. They punished them so much, they were strong, they weren't leaving Islam. So it looked bad on them, the disbelievers. So they had to somehow find remorse in something. So what they would do is that they would joy. They would, the Sahabas were very strong. They wouldn't even give any disrespect towards the Prophet. Are you with me, brothers? So they forced uh, Ammar. They said, "Look, we're going to deal with you like your mom and your dad." The only option that you have in front of you is what. To insult the Prophet sallallahu This him, this Islam, and the religion, and everything. So Ammar did that. He did that. When he did that, he came home to the city of Medina and he cried to the Prophet ﷺ. He said, Ya Rasulullah, your messenger of Allah, I did this. I insulted you, I insulted the religion. He cried. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, How was your heart when you said that? He said, "Well, Allah, Ya Rasulullah, I was in belief of you. Wallahi, well, I believed in your message. Then the Prophet ﷺ said, فَإِنْ عَادُوا if they do that to you again, then do what you just did. So this ayah came in support of who? Ammar ibn Yasir. That Ammar's statement of disbelief, the statement, is not something he can be labelled with. Because he was put under what? It uh, was under ikraah. إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَا وَقَلْبُهُ Ammar is the one who used the word bil iman He actually said that. He said, how was your heart? He said, bil iman. My heart was in a state of tranquility when it came to Iman. I had 100% conviction that this is the religion of Allah. <coughs> are you with me, brothers? <coughs> Ibn Kathir says on the tafsir of this ayah, he says, اتفق العلماء, the scholars are unanimously in agreement. على أنه يجوز أن يوالي المكره على الكفر إبقاء لمهجته ويجوز أن يستقل كما كان بلال رضي الله تعالى يأبى عليهم are you with me, brothers? The person, he said the ulama are unanimously in agreement. Ibn is saying this. That it is permissible that a person, he comes and he does things that are kufr under duress, under pressure. إِبْقَاءً لِمُهْجَتِهِ So he can <coughs> remain. Also, what falls under here is the person who's excessively happy, or a person gets excessively angry, where they what? They don't intend this statement, okay? Like the person who's excessively happy, he didn't intend to say this. Like the man, the man who, the famous hadith in Sahih Muslim, in Hadith Anas, the man whose riding beast left him in a land, open land, and all of his belongings were on the riding beast. All his belongings were were on the riding beast. And then what happened was he finally received he finally he finally received his belongings and the riding beast came back. So when he received his riding beast he took his riding beast and he, this individual prepared for death. He buried himself in a grave he was ready to die. Okay? As he was ready to die, his riding beast returns. He grabs his riding beast from the uh, فَأَخَذَ بِخِطَامِهَا He grabs it from the front. ثُمَّ قال, He then says مِنْ شِدَّةِ الْفَرَحِ Out of excessive happiness Allāhumma abdi wa وَأَنَا رَبُّكَ Oh Allah, you are my slave and I'm your lord. The Prophet said, This man, he done a mistake due to his excessive happiness. This man, he's not a kafir for this statement. Are you with me, brothers? You want not say, oh, him and Firaun, the same statement. He's a kafir. Why? Because here we say the speech and the action of this particular individual came based on what? Ala ghayri it came from him. it came from him not because he chose it or not because he intended it. this person didn't intend it. ولذلك القاضي عِيَاضٍ he says in his kitab, إكمال المعلم. he says فيه أن من قال الإنسان فِيهِ أَنَّمَا قَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مِنْ مِثْرِ هَذَا مِنْ دَحْشِ وَدُهُولٍ غَيْرُ مُآخَذٍ بِهِ Inshallah He says in this hadith is That whatever a person says Out of He says it out of Dahsh meaning He's absent minded غَيْرُ مُآخِذٍ بِهِ Inshallah He's not held account for it Inshallah Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, Rahimahullah, Al-Allama Ibn Uthaymin. He has a kitab called قواعد المثلى في أسماء الله الحسنى. Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin, in that book, he talks about some messail pertaining to takfir, by the way. Some powerful points regarding takfir and matters pertaining to It's beneficial kitab. Shaykh Ibn Uthaymin mentions when he was talking about the conditions of takfir and the obstacles, he says, الكفر أو بغير إراجة منه ولذلك صوار ابن عثيمين says from the obstacles أن يقع ما يجب الكفر. The obstacles that stand before a person falling into كفر or falling into فسق is what It's when the person doesn't intend something. Ibn عثيمين says it has, it has forms in which it comes in. منها, from the forms that it comes in is ذلك, that the person is put under force in it. Are you there? And we spoke about that, right? We mentioned that. That the person, he speaks a statement of kufr because he's been put under He's been put under the pressure. He does that because he's been forced, not because he feels comf- comfortable that he's in a state of uh, tranquility towards this statement or this action. No. That's one. The other form he goes. And the second one is the one I mentioned right now, which is a person who is absent-minded, he doesn't know what he's saying due to the excessive happiness or the excessive sorrow and sadness which he endures. In- and the evidence for that, he said, is in what's in Sahih Muslim, in hadithi, Alas ibn Malik, We're now gonna move on to the third condition. The third condition is Establishing the proof Against the individual before you place a takfir on them. You place hujjah on the proof. Are we all together? So you have to establish a proof against the person. You have to what? You have to establish the proof against the individual. We already previously mentioned evidences from the Kitab and the Sunnah. وَمَا كُنَّ مُعَذِبِينَ hatta نَبْعَثَ rasula. Those two verses were our evidences, right? That Allah does not punish a group of people until, until he sends a messenger to them. We already brought the evidences for that. We brought it from the kitab, we brought it from the sunnah, and we also brought statements of the ulama regarding that particular issue. So before you say this person is a kafir, what do you need, brothers and sisters? You need to establish the proof on them. You need to establish evidences against them. Once you've established those proofs against that individual, then and only then can you place takfir on them. Are we all together on that? Are we all together on that? Is the same concept as tabdih? When you want to say fulan is a mubtadir, do you also have to establish proof against them? Does tabdih, placing bid'ah on somebody, does it also take the same? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. To say that this person is an innovator, this person is not from ahl Sunnati wal-Jama'ah, you have to establish the proof against them. But it's only when do you have to establish the proof against them. You have to establish the proof against them when, is that, when they come with إِذَا aslun If he opposes ahl sunnati wal-Jama'ah in a fundamental issue. If he opposes Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah in a fundamental issue, a mas'ala Ahl al wal-Jama'ah have unanimously agreed upon. Ahl sunnah have agreed upon it. Such as what? Ahl al wal-Jama'ah have agreed upon that if the Muslim leader is oppressive, that the people have to be patient upon him. Ahl sunnah agreed upon that. They mentioned that in the books of Aqidah. Ahlul sunnah believe that if a, 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 a lead, Muslim leader is a tyrant leader, he's a tyrant leader. What is he? He's a, he's a tyrant leader. He's an oppressive leader. He oppresses the people. He whips them, lashes them, takes their money. Huh? What is it that, I said that they should do? They should be patient and they listen to him and they still obey him. Ahlul sunnah wal-Jama'ah, that's what they believe. Based on the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, وَإِن ضَرَبَ ظَهْرَكْ وَأَخَذَ مالك. If he lashes your back, he takes your wealth, the Prophet said, Fasma' wa at Listen to him and obey that leader. The Prophet said that. Sunnah wal Jama'ah, what do they say? We do that. Are you there? Is this an issue Ahl Sunnah wal Al have agreed upon? Na'am. Are we all together? Ahl Sunnah wal agree on this. Somebody comes and says, No, I'm not going to. If an Imam is Ja'ir, he's an oppressive leader. Okay? An Imam is oppressive we should go against him. Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah believe before you do tabdir on him, you have to establish a proof against him. Are you with me, brothers? The hujjah and the proof has to be established against him. And it has to be brought to his attention. If he then carries on, he's labelled as a mubtadi' After the proof has been established against him, he is then what? He's boycotted. If the maslaha brings the boycotting and there's a benefit in it, Okay, but he is what? He is, he is labeled as an innovator. Are we all together, brothers? That's the issue of us min ahli sunnah, masail ahli sunnah wal jama'ah agreed upon. But if the person it goes against ahli sunnah wal jama'ah in the masdar al-talaqi, he goes against ahli sunnah wal jama'ah in the source in which ahli sunnah wal jama'ah take the evidences from. Are we all together, brothers and sisters? He goes against Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah in where Ahl sunnah take the evidences from. Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, where do they take the evidences from? Al-Kitabu, wa to? wa Ijma'u. right? If he comes and he says, I take singular narration in fiqh, but I don't take it in aqeedah. Are you with me, brothers? I don't take singular narrations in aqeedah. This particular individual, no proof is established on him. You He's a Muqtadiyya. Why is he a لأنه خالف أهل السنة He opposed Ahl السنة in the Mazdar al Talaki, which they, they take the evidences from. Does that make sense? If the person, for instance, says that the Quran is distorted, are you there? Or if the person believes uh, that Ijma' um, is not from the religion, all of that is what? There's no such a thing as ijma. It doesn't exist. It doesn't believe in ijma, which Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'a take, then Ahl sunnah wal jamaah consider that person a mubtadi' Are you with me together? Are you, we all together? Proof and evidences don't have to be established against him. It doesn't have to be. Are we all together? But if he opposes Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'a in matters of usul, which are ijma'at of Ahl sunnah Masail Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'a have agreed upon in their books of aqidah. If he goes against the proof established on him. If he carries on, then he's boycotted. Then he's considered as a Mubtadjah. So if we're saying that he ha- a proof has to be established on him in matters which are usul, then what do you think of Masail which are faror? Of course. al-furu' <coughs> the proofs are established against him, okay? And even if he carries on, <laughs> You can't make him a Mubtadjah based on it. Are you with me? If it's a sub-branch, the issue that he's falling short on, are you there? This individual is not considered a what? Are you there brothers? He's not said Fulan is a mubtadi based on the fact that he believes this particular Fiqh issue, he believes it this way. Are you there brothers? We'll say that you're wrong in this particular issue. If the furu' become too much, if the, some branches become too much. So, first of all, he said music is halal. We said, okay, you know what? This is a far'i issue. So, he did this mistake. We won't do tafdi'ah on him based on the fact that he said it's music is permissible. I take the call of Ibn Hazm. We, we refute his opinion and everything. Are you there? Like, you know, he's not a mumtadir because of that. Are you there? Then he goes and he says, La, it is permissible for the man to have anal sex with his wife, Methelen. And then he comes and he says, The man can shake the woman's hand, who's not his wife or his sister, or. Uh, but he, it meaning, any woman, he can shake her hand. Any ajanib, any woman. He says that. Then he comes out and he says, um, The men can shave their beards. And then he comes and he says, Niqab is not from the religion. These are Furu' all of these coming together, now we make him a Mubtadir. He's a Mubtadir for that. He no longer is from Ahl al-Sunnati wal-Jama'ah. So this issue of Qiyam al-Hujjah, establishing a proof against a person, is not specific to takfir only. It's also to the issue of a tabdir. So one has to realise that. <coughs> I'm going to now bring some other statements that some of the ulama have mentioned when it came to the issue of قيام الحجة على شخص معين, establishing the proof against a particular individual before you make takfir on them. Ibn Hazm al-Rahimuhullah he said, ولا خلاف أن لم رأى لو أسلم ولم يعلم شرائع الإسلام فاعتقد أن الخمر حلال وأن وليس على الإنسان صلاة وهو لم يبله حكم الله تعالى. لم يكن كافراً بلا خلاف يعتد به حتى حينئذ فهو كافر He says Ibn hazm there's no dispute that if a person comes into Islam and he does not know the legislations of al Islam, he doesn't. And so because of that he starts to believe that Khamar is halal. And he starts to believe that it's not upon a person to pray. You don't have to pray. And the ruling hasn't reached him. In this particular issues, he is not a kafir There's no dispute amongst Ahlul Surah in this issue. Hatta al-hurja, Until the proof is established against him. Fatamada, If he then becomes stubborn and hard-headed, he then becomes a kafir by consensus of the ummah. So, what's this? Uh, the kalam of the ulama. Now, I want to, brothers and sisters, what does it mean? Ah, this is a very powerful point. What does it mean that the proof has to be established against this person? What does it actually mean? Does it mean. Does it mean that the evidence needs to be reached, to, to, the evidence has to be brought to them and that's it? Or does the evidence have to be brought to them and on top of that they have to understand the evidence? Are you with me? Is it sufficient that you say to them, Qala Allahu ta'ala, Allah said when you read the ayah in Arabic and that's it? Or is it a condition that you explain and you ex- go through and you detail and you explain it for him until he understands everything? Is that a condition? Ahl al-Sunnah wal Jama'ah differed amongst themselves two views. There are two views this amongst Ahl al-Sunnah. One view is that the Hujjah has to be pro- established against the person and they have to be understanding the proof, they have to understand it. Are you there brothers and sisters? So it has to be iqamatul the proof needs to be established against the person, and you have to explain the proof to them. You have to basically, they have to understand it. They have to, they have to understand the intent behind these textual evidences. Many of the ulama have said this, <coughs> This is the view held by Ibn al-Arabi, rahimahullah, the great Maliki scholar. Ibn al-Qudama al-Maqdisi, rahimahullah. Shaykh al-Islam, Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawziyyah. And insha'Allah, their statements will come soon, very soon, insha'Allah. I'm going to bring their statements, insha'Allah, at the end. Are you there, brothers and sisters? Are we all on the same page? Yeah. The second opinion is, أن الحجة تقوم على الشخصي. The proof will be established against a person, even if he hasn't understood it. Even if he hasn't understood it, are we all together, brothers and sisters? This, the proof is in the fact that the adilla has been brought to you, even if you haven't understood it, is a is still a proof against you. And they say these scholars, they say فليس من شرط قيام الحجة فهمها. From the condition of the proof being established against you doesn't mean that you understand it. And this view is pushed by a Shaykh Ishaq, Ibn Abdul Rahman, Ibn Hassan, Ibn Muhammad, Ibn Abdul Wahab. And he mentions that this is a view held by many, many of the A'imah al-Da'wah al-Najdiyya. The A'imah al-Da'wah al-Najdiyya. Are you there? And he actually wrote Ishaq ibn Abdul Rahman, Ishaq ibn Abdul Rahman ibn Hassan. He wrote a rizala. He called it Rizala to al Takfir al wa wal farq baina Qiyam al Hujjati wa Fahm al Are you there, brothers? Page 90. He goes in more details and I'm going to bring his statements as well, inshaAllah ta'ala, later. What's the evidence that the second party used? Okay, They used the kuffar of Quraysh, the kuffar in which the Prophet ﷺ was sent out to. Are you there? The kuffar in which the Prophet ﷺ was sent out to, the proof was established against them by them here in the Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly tells us in the Qur'an that they were not actually understanding it. As Allah said in the ayah, أَنَّ You think that the majority of them That they hear أو Or they understand Allah says إِنْهُمْ إِلَّا بَلْهُمْ أَضَلُّوا Meaning they don't hear nor do they understand what's been said. إِنْهُمْ إِلَّا بَلْهُمْ They are like the cattle, the animals that don't understand what's been said to them. Or rather they are worse than the animals. This is the verse that they used. They use verses and uh, and, uh, evidences like that. After observation, and looking at both sides and what they pushed, for me personally, the the first view seems right, which is the proof has to be established and the evidences have to also be mentioned and the person should understand it. So it's not it's not just the evidence is reaching the person. Understanding the evidence is also what? There's also something a person it has to be there. <coughs> because a person who didn't understand something and doesn't know what's being said to him, the proof hasn't been established against him. And the Quran, it consists of what? It consists of what? It consists of wordings and it consists of meaning. The Quran is not just mere wordings, it's actually meanings. And the meaning is what hasn't reached this person. The wording has. And the Qiyamul Hija it encompasses both. And the one that it says that's only the wordings, he's narrowed down the Hujja. He has narrowed down the what? The proof. He said it's one over the other. He needs to bring a solid evidences. And the evidences that they brought, we will respond to it insha'Allah ta'ala. But what we want to bring the evidences that show that the proof has to be understood. The evidences that we're going to bring insha'Allah ta'ala, and we're going to expand on this issue, is we're going to be taking it from the kitab tariqul hijrataini We're going to be taking it from the kitab written by who? Ibn al-Qayyim, طريق al-Hijaratayn. We're taking it from that book, insha'Allah. I'm going to conclude there, insha'Allah. Anything which I've said that was wrong or incorrect is from me. And Shaitan and Allah and his Messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Astaghfiruk wa atum